You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 96 of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Hewart, and as always, I'm with the bigger than life Jeff Gargas. Ooh, bigger than life. Are you calling me fat? Um, not quite fat. That wasn't the direction I was going. I, I do see how you may have interpreted it that way. But Derek, who was our guest this uh, podcast episode, described you as bigger than life, and I totally see that as the truth. You're just an all-star, Jeff Gargas. You're amazing. Well, thanks. I uh, I appreciate that. Uh, that. That was one of the better words we've had recently, so I, you know, that means a lot to me. I'm pretty excited about it. Well, you know, it's always good to get a little pick-me-up before the episode starts, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, before we get into Derek's podcast recording, that was like his interview, um, which I was really excited about, by the way, because Derek just released a book that I feel like has been all over social media. So he dives really deep into that book and why he wrote it and the impact it's had. But I want to first um, spend a few moments on the Teach Better Conference coming in November because we're going to do one of my favorite things is that we're going to highlight some featured speakers. Yeah, let's do that. Can I highlight a few? Yes, thanks. I'm going to let you do it, but I'm going (laughs) to let you know that the act of highlighting the featured speakers is a huge deal. So please don't mess it up. Well, I appreciate you taking or or giving me the the opportunity to or for trusting me, right? That means a lot. So my gonna, fingers are crossed, by the way, on the other end of the microphone. I want to just talk. I want to talk about just three. Uh, we have we have so many amazing speakers coming, but I'm picking just three today. So first one, I've got to I've got to give a shout out. Super excited to bring this guy out, Phil Strunk. Uh, we've been connected with Phil for I don't even know how long, uh, but for a long time. Uh, Phil is phenomenal. He's such a, a good educator. Uh, he's the he also does a lot of other things. So he's the host of the Wins and Losses podcast. He he does a, a YouTube show, Educations. Um, he's the founder of the um, hashtag uh, WAL Ed Chat, uh, Wall Ed Chat, um, and just a good guy. Like I don't know what it is. I think it's just because he's real. I, I I think is is my thing with Phil. But I'm super excited for him to come out to the conference. Really excited about that. Huge shout out. Super excited to bring our our, our good good friend Kristen Nan out. Um, so excited. She's coming in just from not too far away from me, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Kristen is just a game changer. Is all I'm gonna do. I mean, she's just she's she is a I think 22 years, 23 years now experience teaching she is uh she's won a bunch of awards i don't even know which ones to do she's got a book coming out soon uh she's a risk taker uh she is someone who just never accepts anything as good enough she's always got to move to be better every single day she pushes so hard for her kids i mean she embodies what teach better is which is why i'm so excited for her to come out to this conference so super excited and finally ray i gotta give a shout out to an old old friend of mine alex oris I've known Alex since I don't even know how old we were. We played soccer together in high school. Uh, we went off sort of separate ways after high school because I went one way, he went another way. He became a teacher. He won all kinds of awards uh, at, at a couple of different school districts. Um, and then he ended up just the next town over from me here at Cuyahoga uh, Falls. 
Uh, he's the technology integration specialist there. Uh, he's helping them do some really innovative things in Cuyahoga Falls, including helping the, uh, a high school teacher uh, create and launch and now run a broadcasting uh, class with, with kids that are doing awesome. We actually had Alex on the podcast before. We had a couple of their students on the podcast before, which was just simply awesome. So really excited to bring Alex in and get him to uh, share a lot of his uh, a lot of his tech talents and, and tips and tricks and stuff with everyone at the conference. So those are my three for now. Uh, so Kristen Nan, Phil Schrunk, Alex Oris. Uh, we have so many coming out, Ray, including Ray Hewitt, which I'm really excited about as well. I'm so thrilled that I get to go because I've heard a lot yeah, about this conference. Really cool. I just would really love to attend. Yeah, so if you want to go, go to www.teachbetterconference.com. Please make sure that you use the code PODCASTTALK to save 50 bucks on either of the two-day registrations. Uh, if you need to request funds from your school, we've got a letter up there that is already pre-written for you. You can just fill in what you need from, from your district to help them fund uh, you to come. Uh, the letter literally lays out, like, this is what I'm going to learn. This is why you should send me. This is how it's going to help me. We've got that all for you. We want to make it as easy as possible for you. Uh, I I, I want to also do. You can tell your district if they if you guys can get more than like ten teachers together, we'll give them a big old discount too if we can. Uh, we we like the bulk stuff, but we want you to come. This is gonna be such a fun event. Uh, we'll, even if we don't learn anything, Ray, we're gonna have a good time. Oh, I can only imagine <laughs> with this crowd, there's gonna be a whole lot of fun going on. Learning, yeah, probably that too. These are pretty cool all stars. So Ray, before we move on to the episode, so because I didn't mention them yet. Give us the we, – we have a few of our sort of our like pri- – our big – some of our our, uh, our first release speakers that we had. We, we, we got Dave Burgess coming out, Shelly Burgess coming out, Adam Welcome. We have amazing featured speakers that are coming. Um, you named Dave Burgess who wrote Teach Like a Pirate, Shelly Burgess who's an incredible author as well with Tal Thompson, Adam Welcome, Ryan Sheehy, Tara Martin. Um, gosh, I mean all of us on the Teach Better team will be there. That was the initial lineup. The fact that we keep releasing these other featured speaker names is really just the icing on the cake. It seems like every person we introduce and celebrate is just an an incredible educator already giving so much to the field that we're thrilled to kind of get everybody in one spot and kind of make magic happen for two days in November. Awesomeness. And speaking of amazing educators, let's talk about Derek McCoy in this episode. What a great episode. So Derek McCoy, 23 years um, teaching all in the middle school. He's been a, a teacher, uh, assistant principal, math teacher, um, and is currently the director of learning and innovation. He was a 2014 National Digital Principal of the Year. Uh, he's also the author of a book released just this mar- March on uh, what Dave Burch is publishing. It's called The Revolution. It's time to empower change in our schools phenomenal episode uh i don't even want to talk that much about it ray i just kind of want to get into it because Derek just just is real with us the entire time uh just sharing stories like he, he got kind of deep into what's going on with him and things and things that he's learned uh, he tells us a little bit about how he got connected in the in the 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 sort of serendipity that brought him and uh, his co-author together and, and then connected him with Dave and Shelley and, and brought the book apart and stuff. And I just, I really enjoyed, you need to listen to this podcast episode all the way through because he lays down some real, real solid value, value all the way through. But at the end, the last couple of minutes, man, I, I just thought were just killer. So 
Any last things that you want people to focus on as they listen to this episode, Ray? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. Great value. And let's get started. Hey, what's up? It's Jeff. We're going to get right back to the episode. But how does $50 sound? Head over to teachbetterconference.com. Look for the two-day registration. Put in a discount code, podcast talk, and you're going to save yourself $50 off registration. We're going to see you in November 8th and 9th at the Teach Better Conference. And right now, let's get back to the episode. All right, we are here. We are talking with Derek McCoy. Derek, it is so awesome to have you on Teach Better Talk. We really appreciate you taking some time today, hanging out with us. We're already having fun. We're already laughing a little bit, so we're super excited to get in here, dive into your head a little bit, talk some about your story, about your book, about what you're doing and, and your experiences. So before we get going on any of that, man, I just want to ask, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, this has been this has been a great um, been a great summer. A lot of life has happened this summer. Um, and it's really just uh, made me take stock in the fact that we have to take care of ourselves, take care of each other, uh, and love what we do and love who we're with. So um, I'm feeling good, feeling good. Derek, I'm so excited we somehow tricked you to be on Teach Better Talk because <laughs> when I saw your name, oh man, like I was looking at your book, I'm like, oh man, when this book came out, it blew up. People love your book. We're going to have to talk all about that throughout the interview <laughs> because. I was stoked that you were joining us today. I want to make sure for our listeners, though, they also get to learn about you. So would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself? Ray, thank you so much for that. That's awesome. It's, it, and it's still, it's, it's still a little surreal. Um, uh, it's, it's only been a couple of months, but surreal to talk about the fact that uh, me and Darren, I, we have published a book, you know, and so it's, it's something else. But so thank you so much for that. Um, but um, this is my 23rd year in education, and uh, all but two years have been at the middle school level. So I am a middle school fanatic. I love it. Um, yeah. So when people ask me what do I do, I tell them I, I try to. I work at the middle school level to bring the excitement and bring the joy. You know, um, Darren and I started off on a mission with this book to change our perception from middle schoolers or out of control hormone monsters to this is truly the level where magic can take place if we embrace it. So uh, I, I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm a middle school math teacher, middle school principal. Uh, this past <clears throat> this past couple months, I'm, a, I'm now the director of learning and innovation for our district, uh, trying to help spread more of that throughout our school district. Um, and, you know, I've been fortunate to have been a uh, national speaker and presenter on a couple things and even more fortunate to have uh, linked up with my partner, Darren Elwine. And uh, we've created this, um, this, this great work, the revolution to, to try to inspire others to you know, not just make some change, but let's start some revolutions where you are and do some, some really, truly beneficial things for our, our, our learners. That's awesome. So can, can I have you, can you dive in a little bit more into the book for us? Uh, it just came out in March um, and it's called The Revolution. It's time to empower change in our schools. So, you, you know, you and Darren got this. Can you kind of maybe take us like sort of how, where did it come from? How did you two connect? And then what made you say, hey, let's write a book. And then how did you link up with you know, you published with Dave Burgess, who obviously we're big fans of. Uh, so, you know, how did that relationship form? How was that? What was that process like for you? Uh, 
I, you know, like a lot of things, just some great serendipity and providence. Um, so I was a national digital principal of the year for 2014 and Darren was the, uh, one of the digital principals for 17 and, um, a mutual friend of ours was putting together a presentation on, um, innovative learning spaces, innovative learning spaces. And he knew I was doing some creative things in North Carolina and he knew Darren was doing some creative things in South Dakota. So the conference call, uh, it was four of us and Darren and I, the only two middle school principals. And I'm gonna tell you in a 30 minute talk, um, I'm listening to him, he's listening to me and we're just clicking and vibing. And then we take the conversation offline and I had all have always been kicking around a notion of a book. I want to, I wanted to write the great middle school book that says, stop doing middle school, how we've been doing it for 25 years and do something magical, you know, do something a whole lot better. And that night after that call, I, I called, <clears throat> I called Darren separately and we just kept connecting. And then when we linked up at the conference, I was like, hey, man, let's let's just write this book. Let's let, let's <laughs> let's let's write this book. And, and you mentioned Dave Burgess. Um, one of the greatest moments is, you know, it's just one of the greatest turns of, of our lives, just connecting with him. And um, and, and Dave and Shelly, they just they do such a great job of nurturing you know what you know what they do? They give you a back rub and they hold your feet to the fire. And <laughs> they just they just made us push and um and 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 at the end we have the manifesto for the revolution to help revolutionaries and and, and it really is about different practices. Um it started off as a middle school book, but now this is a, a K twelve book. This is just about anybody who's been in education for a minute and thinking that we need to do some things different. I love it. That's awesome. I will make sure to put that links to that in the show notes so everybody can go check that out. So so let's talk to you. So 23 years in education, a few different positions there, teaching math, doing principal, you know, director of learning innovation, written a book now, doing some speaking and stuff. Lots of lots of experience there to tap into. So can you share a, a story with us, a time that you've had a, a struggle or a failure in your life and kind of take us there with you. What happened? How did you overcome it? And then what did you take away from that experience? I tell, so <clears throat> I'm not going to, this, what I'm going to talk about is not so much a point in time as opposed to something that I struggle with, that I have had to um, have, I mean, keep a, just a sharp eye, a weathered eye on uh, throughout the years. So it is a, it is a ongoing struggle for me. And, and what it is, is managing change uh, at schools, you know. Um, when people, when I've, I've been fortunate to have been the principal of a couple of schools in my last couple of schools, people, you know, they'll Google me, you know, who is this guy? And the first thing that they'll do is they say, oh, he's about technology. And that's really not the case. So, uh, people will go out of their way to say, Hey, here's a technology that we're doing. And it's not about technology. It's about how can we provide the best learning opportunities for our, our learners. Now, oftentimes technology is the answer for that, but we get so wrapped up in the technology that that's where that it causes some anxiety or there it's all about change or it's all about this. 
Um, <clears throat> and that change or the thought of change brings about the anxiety. And you all, and you know this, you, you all know this, and we know this change is, change is difficult for everybody, but it's the only constant that we have in our lives. So managing change in the, in the term, in terms of the school culture and making sure that everybody's healthy, making sure that we have a healthy attitude towards change. That has been something that I, um, I just keep a, 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 just a strong eye and a strong focus on because I don't want to stress people out. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to lead people in a wrong or different direction uh, or to lead them to a faulty goal, I should say. Um, I, we, we need to do better and do different for our learners, but not do different and better just for the sake of doing different. So mm. uh, that's what that's what causes a, a lot of anxiety and and an anxious teacher is not an effective teacher. An anxious teacher is not going to love on kids like they need to. And that's and that's what needs to happen. We need teachers to love on. I need to love on teachers. Teachers need to love on kids. We all need to love on kids. So dealing with that is just an ongoing struggle. Um, and, and now that has been some ups and some downs, been some great things. I've been in, in one school where the teachers were all about researching and implementing and delivering the change and other schools where the teachers wanted that change to be brought to them. Tell me what to do. Step one, step two, step three. So you have to you just have to mitigate the, all those situations with just good, constant communication and Assuring people that you have students' best interests at heart and that you care and love intently and intentionally and deeply everybody that's in the school building. Um, that is about them, not about you. It's so important. Derek, could you if, you, if you don't mind, could you go into maybe, could you share one or two ways that you have in your district that you've gone about communicating that and trying to get that across? Because, you know, we, we say it a lot, but it doesn't always mean that our colleagues are going to know that we care the way that we say that we care or that the community is going to see that. Are there any things, any strategies you've put in place there that you feel really helps you sort of communicate, communicate that to stakeholders that, Hey, we are here for the right reasons. We, you know, we, we love your children's we're, we're, we're putting the best interest uh, first and things of that nature. Anything that you guys are doing that you feel has really been working. We all want to feel successful. We all want to feel like we're making a difference. So when those things are happen, we have to celebrate and we have to let people know that we genuinely appreciate what they're doing. So I'm thinking specifically um, my last school in North Carolina, there were some math teachers who were, uh, they struggled with change, but, um, we had, but eventually we started seeing some great things in their classroom. So not only did I did everybody possible just blast them on social media for the great things that they were doing. We highlighted them in our weekly blog. Uh, we posted videos about them. Um, when it came time to present, <clears throat> we uh, we presented as a group at state conferences about with what they were doing and the changes that was that were going on, so that. Um, people could see that it wasn't about one teacher or the principal. It was about, hey, everybody, everybody is celebrating, celebrating this. Um, letting teachers, 
letting any, it's not even the teachers, letting anybody who is having success lead talks, lead trainings on that success, truly establishing the expertise outside of the administrative team or the instructional leadership team, I should say. Um, if, if there's a teacher that's killing it, set that teacher up as the authority or the go-to for, if you've got a question, here's, here's a person to go to. This, this is it. Um, and, and honestly promote everybody's uh, intention and their successes. Let, let them truly know. I can tell you as a principal, one of the most conscious decisions and the work that I do is to minimize the times that I use I and I use we, or they, meaning the, 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 the teachers or, or, or the others in, on the team. I've had some teachers who recognize that conscious effort that I make when I stop saying I, and I say we or you all as the team. Uh, that, that, go, that goes a long way we, because truly we, no one got into teaching to, to guard rules heavily or to create the best lesson plan. We got into teaching to make a difference. And that's what, and when we hear that we are making a difference and when people think, when people hear that, wow, my principal really thinks I'm making a difference, then that's going to inspire us to come on, come back to school the next day and try even harder. So that, that, that has to happen. Genuinely, that has to happen from a, a good, genuine uh, place. Derek, I think you hit it spot on. Your focus in everything you've discussed so far on supporting educators, the same way we you know, encourage teachers to support students is is so powerful. I'm I'm thrilled that that continues to be something that you are dedicated to and, you know, helping teachers feel valued and like they're making the impact we all got into education to make. What is going on in education right now that's really fueling your fire and keeping you excited about everything that that's going on? Is well, that's I love I I love that question. Uh, first of all, I love the question, right? Um what fuels my fire is when I see or hear stories where schools or teachers or principals or districts are taking risks to abandon practices that we've just been doing out of tradition or habit. Um, when I hear other people making that step, it just, it, Taking that that leap, you know, um, doing something creative with the schedule, or putting a lot of work, or centering a, a lot of act, a, a lot of intention, or a lot of planning around their makerspace, or you know, really embracing the fact that the media center is is one of the vital innovative hubs in the school district. I mean, in the school, and. We see a lot of practices and great things coming out of, out of that. You know, we can see those on Facebook or on Twitter uh, or read about them in a, in a, in a book. That, I get fired up about that because I know the kids are going to be excited to come to school. You know, I know that, that the focus is really going to be on learners and creativity and grit and passion and drive. And we're going to and, and we're not going to focus on do this worksheet and, and be done with it. You know, um, 
when I hear and read those kinds of, of stories and initiatives, uh, you know, it, it, it lets me know that slowly, slowly but surely, the revolution is happening. <laughs> and, and, it, and it takes that. It, it takes revolutionary thinking for revolutionary thinking and commitment for that to happen. So, uh, yeah, I get fired up about that. You know, Derek, it's funny. You've done so much work to support teachers. Your your book is essentially advice to ensure that that revolution is happening. So it seems silly for me to ask you, you know, I the next question is all on the advice you would give to a new teacher. But I really want to get specific. I want you to think of a brand new teacher either either entering into their classroom for the first time, which is so exciting, but but full of, you know, a lot of anxiety for young educators. Or maybe it's a teacher that's entering into a brand new building. But regardless, it's a teacher that wants to ensure they are showing up well for their students with this progressive mindset of having a student-focused, student-driven classroom. What advice do those teachers need? Yes, very good. Um, so I, I, actually, I had a similar conversation with my sister, who is a... She's a retired educator from Georgia, and she currently works in Alabama. Uh, hello, Donna. And she she is one of my and she's 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 been a special ed teacher her for her career. Um, she is she is one one of those who who I hold in high regard, mainly be, not mainly, but because of her commitment and her temperament and what I and, and what I see that she gives for her learners to to be at the forefront. Um, she, she's starting a new school and she asked about, and we, and she asked about getting a book because she's, she was recently at elementary. Now she wants to go to, go to middle and she wanted to read out. She wanted to read the book to try some, some different things. And that was, that was so cool. We had that conversation. And one of the things that we talked about was, and this goes into the advice that I would give new teachers. And Ray, this is when we talk to principals, this is exact. This is what we tell principals without a doubt. One of the biggest impediments or the barriers for us being able to have truly learner centered classrooms <clears throat> is our holding on to our K-12 experience or, or even K-16 experience. The fact that and and I'm not knocking it. I love my my K my K twelve experience. I we I mentioned this in a book. Um, I can name all my teachers. <clears throat> I know they loved me. I know they did their best. I thank God for them. All good. But <laughs> that classroom from years ago does not create the creative the problem solving, the collaborative, the collaborators that we need and the learners that are going to solve the global problems that they have, that they're going to face when they become adults. Yeah. Uh, the practices that the great practices, the control practices that were held so tightly when I was in school. And even when I first started teaching that, when I first started teaching those practices, um, won't inspire an entrepreneurialism or, or they, it won't inspire grit or perseverance to a level that a lot of our kids need. 
and a lot of the world problems that that require uh, that's going to be required of our learners. So what what new teacher, what can you do? Take your K-16 experience, love it, but put it in a small jar and <laughs> it really look at it. You, you know, don't throw it away. Treasure it. Look at it. It's 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 cool. It's it's a, it's 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 great. It's a part of you. But know that your learners are going to need something fundamentally different, and you are the person that will give them a revolutionary experience. I you know I love that Derek. You know we talk a lot about how we just how we have to change education. It's been the same for so long. We have to change it. It doesn't work anymore, and all these things. And I love how you say it because it's. We're not saying it was bad and, and everyone's education has been horrible and what you went through was not the right kind of education stuff. It's just it, we're not working for the same things right now. The world's we changed. Are. We're, yes. right? we're not training for the same jobs. We're not doing that. I think, Ray, you actually say this a lot when they're, when when teachers when you have parents might question and say, well, that's not how I learned and I turned out fine. And Ray always says, I know you did. Of course you did. You turned out great. But we're in a different era now. Your kids are growing up in a different time. They're they're trying to prepare for a different future. And so I, I love the way you, you said that. And Ray, I love the way you say it too. But I really like the way I like the way you did that, Derek. I love to take it, put it in a small, small jar, man. Just put it up on the shelf, right? I love that. That's, that's such an uh, important piece of that. Absolutely. Every child in every, child in every, every middle school learner was born, after, uh, was born in the 21st century. Every middle schooler has been is born in a, in a every K eight student is born uh, after the twenty first century. So not only are they connected, but typing is going to be they're going to they're going to look at typing differently. You know, mm-hmm. most a lot of kids today self teach, or it's about swiping, not even typing. Yeah, you know? um, I, I'll even drop this one on you. I'm sure your school district or some someone some near you are is in a big fervor about not teaching cursive how we were taught cursive, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine in about another ten years when these self-driving cars become a lot more prevalent. Imagine when we stop putting the emphasis on driver's ed like that. Yep. Um, it's going to blow people's minds. Well, we always had driver's ed. Yeah, but you, we never had self-driving cars that are safer than a lot of, yeah. a lot of the adults out there either. So, it, it, you know, it's, we titled the book The Revolution because it's not just about, oh, let's do things different. It, you know, it, it, it is about, um, for, for some of us, for some of us, it is about um, starting ground up and doing something fundamentally different that's going to benefit the learners. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's such a cool cool way to look at it. I love I love how you talk about the driving cars one is, is an interesting one to look at. There's I'm trying to remember the story Chad talks a lot about how when they first created uh it was dry erase boards, there was a big they were all upset because students wouldn't know what yes. what's the, about not something about not have not they have to learn how to do things with chalk like without getting chalk on their pants and things of that nature. Or something. I can't remember what the story was, but uh, just it's it's the same thing. I mean, it's it's just it yeah. evolves, and we want to hold on to the past. That's what we do. But you got to recognize where things are going. I mean, there there's a, the old story about when paper was first coming around. They were worried that it was going to 
make it so kids didn't know how to like you know etch stuff in stone i don't know if that's true but it's funny right so you know it's this whole crazy thing the internet was supposed to be a fad yeah that's right like it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a thing that was going to come and go and now well guess what well there was um the same thing that happened and and i know the presentation well the, the the information you're talking about um at one point um there was a big fervor about kids uh, bringing pens into school oh, uh, to, yeah. to replace pencils because mm-hmm. people were concerned that, that students were going to forget the skill of sharpening their pencils with not <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, same, yeah, yeah you, chalkboards, uh, they were worried about paper replacing slate, the slate boards. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the whole thing. And I'll tell you another one is... Um, when cars were introduced to, to the city, when cars were introduced to the city. So, you know, cities used to be wider streets to accommodate all the horse and buggies and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but then when the cars came, the, the cities were not equipped to deal with the lack of uh, manure, the, the, the lack of all the droppings and the, and the, the, the lack of the, the buggies in, in the streets. It was. In innovation, the only constant in our lives is change. It is the only constant. So yeah. um, it's just it's just how we go about embracing it. Love it. All right. Well, we're going to embrace these next six questions with Let's short answers. All right. You got 15 seconds or less for each question. You ready to go? Let's do it. Give us one ed, ed tech tool you cannot live without. Uh, Evernote. What is a book you're reading right now? Um, Hamish, uh, what's Hamish's last name? Uh, Brewer. Thank you, Brewer. Uh, <laughs> Relentless. He's going to get me for that one. Yeah, right. we'll, let, we'll, let, we'll let Hamish take care of getting you for that one. <laughs> uh, who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? Give us up to three. Oh, thank you for three. You've saved my life for that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jimmy Casas is fantastic. Great leadership stuff. Um, I'll save him for later. Um, my friend, um, Marlena, uh, Marlena gross, she, the edge yeah. of gladiators does, she does some great stuff and, uh, Dwight Carter, you know what? Um, no, uh, Darren Elwine, Darren, <laughs> you gotta, ch- you gotta check out Darren's school. He, I, I thought we were doing some innovative things. He does some innovative things in his middle school. Sorry. Keep going. Sorry. We, we can check out Dwight too, since we already mentioned him. Might as well. We'll get Dwight on there, too. We'll throw Dwight Carter on there, too. Those are four great ones. That's awesome. Uh, give us a good YouTube channel or website for educators to go to. Uh, if you if you are at a school that and uh, you have a um, population of African-American, African-American boys, African-American, particularly African-American boys, but African-Americans or any uh, group that you think is, is really being unheard, Baruta Cafele, um, has a YouTube channel where he just talks to students. It is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. If you don't have somebody in that school who's connecting with them and you just need something, it, it's better than it's better than just something. It's it, he has great messages for for students. So it's a great resource. He also has messages for new administrators, you're seeing your first administrative piece and and the whole thing, you know, he's a phenomenal uh, educator and leader, but uh, his YouTube channel is phenomenal. 
Uh, give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Take care of yourself. I, I, that's the big umbrella. Take care of yourself. So um, weekly routine, work out some kind of way two or three days a week. Take. We can't love kids if you don't take care of yourself. It's, and that's, that's just it. That is take care of yourself. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, one of the most, well, I say the, one of the most profound pieces of advice, you know, I'm going to, I got to cop out, got to give it to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sandra DeShazer, uh, my first, one of my first principals giving me a leadership lesson says, inspect what you expect. So whether you're a teacher, you're progress monitoring students, or you're a school administrator and you're looking for different things out of your teacher behavior, inspect what you expect. Make your expectations clear and known and inspect. And that doesn't mean with a checkboard. Um, that, mean, that, that actually leads to the second piece of advice. Hold people's feet to the fire while you're giving them a back rub. That came from Donna Peters. Because um, we got to do it. We have to change. We have to move. And you can do it with a hug, but we got to walk while I'm hugging. I love you shared that quote earlier. I thought that was so that. funny. I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, Derek, I want to make sure that all of our listeners are able to connect with you. I'm going to continue to encourage them to go check out your book. It's phenomenal. Would you mind sharing with everyone listening kind of how they can get connected with you, check out the book and everything else in between to just keep this conversation going? Absolutely. And, and again, I want to thank you guys for the, not just the invitation, but just the, the warm reception and, and the good talk tonight. Um, for the people listening, this has been a tough month for me and my family. Uh, I've been off social media this month. We lost our mom earlier. So I've purposely been off, but, uh, um, but I'm going to start back in a couple of weeks. So contacting me is normally... Twitter. And I'm telling you, I, if you DM me, I DM you right back. It's, uh, I don't know. DMs are like the old school phone calls, I guess. But Twitter is uh, at McCoy Derrick. <clears throat> My Instagram is also at McCoy Derrick. Um, you, can, you, you can find me there, but you won't find me as much as you find me on Twitter. Uh, my Facebook page, just uh, that's Derek McCoy, I think. Um, but same pictures, same kind of stuff. It's all good. Uh, and my website, my blog is um, McCoyDerek.com. That there you can find a lot of information, including the book, uh, upcoming events, uh, topics you can bring me in or bring me and Darren in, and we can talk about leading to the last piece. Uh, our book, The Revolution. It's time to power change in our school. I want to give a big shout out to Dave Burgess <coughs> Publishing for uh, their help in making this dream come true. And uh, we're, we're proud of the book and we want others to embrace the fact that, you know, we can do some great things different, differently for our, our learners. Awesome. And, you know, you can find all the links and all the resources and everything we mentioned in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as those really important links for connecting with Derek and keeping this conversation going. And I'll be over in the show notes, so head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really appreciate that a lot. 
And let's continue. Let's take it one step further. Think of three of your colleagues who need to hear the amazing stories that people like Derek are coming on and sharing with us. And then share this podcast with them so that they can catch these and connect with people like Derek as well and learn and grow together. Derek, this was awesome, man. Really appreciate you coming on. So glad that you were, we were able to get you on here and, and just sharing your, your stories and your journey and the book and everything you have going on. There's so much value in this episode. I'm super excited for everyone to hear. Man, thank you. We appreciate it. I, I, you know what? Again, thank you guys. You know, the, the best the best thing we can all do is just get connected, stay connected, and draw strength from each other. And I really appreciate it. And I, I applaud you all, uh, Jeff and Ray, you know, uh, committing to this blog, sharing the great things that's out there because we we get we, we can get isolated in what we do, uh, and it's important that we don't that we unisolate and connect and hear um, and connect with with some other people. So yeah, let's do it. Let's do great things together. Until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better. Mm-hmm.